so it's, it is kind of funny how people kind of get locked in. But one thing that Rob and I have worked very hard on at, in our adult lives is making sure we never got stuck. And because we know a lot of people who never change their listening as yes. they age, and we refuse to be those people. And so we have with our daughter, we have explored music with her. Um, we've had lots of different types of, uh, we'll, we would challenge ourselves with different things and play different things all the time and be constantly inputting new media so that we never got stuck. And so with music, this was an ideal thing for us because as soon as you said, hey, how about you know watching a documentary? Yeah. And one of the one of the best ways that I have found to change my opinion of someone, especially a musician, is to watch their documentary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me tonight are two of my favorite people, two, the the father and mother of Set Lessing <laughs> Bruce, uh, Rob and uh, Martha Southgate. See, seeing Molly almost screwed me up. I'm like, wait, no, it's not Molly. Oh, yeah, I'm on her account. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should change that. <laughs> Rob, um, Martha, welcome to the podcast. It is so good to catch up with you. We spent, we've already spent like 20 minutes talking to each other before we hit record. <laughs> yeah, we're thrilled to be here, Jesse. Yeah, thank awesome. you for having us. Yeah, um, so I'm going to have you guys uh, kind of do your elevator pitch, but I, I, I have to say, you know, a little bit first is, and I tell this story all the time, you know, that when you guys invited me into your network and said, Hey, do you want to talk about Dr. Who? I, I felt like I joined a family. And then uh, I'll, I, I love the story of I'm talking to Rob and I'm like, Hey, I think I want to do a Bruce Springsteen podcast. Okay. If that's what you want to do, let's do it. And he told me just last year, right. That he hung up the phone and looked at you and said, yeah, Jesse's going to do a podcast. I, I think we'll get a season out of it, which is about 12 episodes and 700 <laughs> episodes, six years later, I'm yep. still talking Bruce. That's so. amazing. That's a, you've done a tremendous job and it is an amazing show. And, and it's um, the whole reason we started the network to begin with was both mostly for me to not have to listen to Rob talk about superheroes, but um, hey, uh, I talk about, I talk about uh, uh, Star Wars too. You talk yes. about lots of things, but now yeah. he has people to talk to right. um, besides me. But, um, but the biggest reason was because we wanted to give people a voice and let them talk about what they're passionate about. And so it, it was like, yeah, people were plugging in like, oh yeah, I, I'll talk about that show or yeah, I could do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but what do you love? Like, what yeah, do you want to talk about? Passion? Like, yeah. you know, let's give you a voice for what you love and, and you know, see what happens. So that was kind of our whole, well, the whole mission of our. Yeah, and you network. you uh, definitely gripped it, Jesse, because we did not think about putting on a Bruce Springsteen podcast. I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you that right now. Well, I you know it's I was sitting here on Sunday, and I was talking to a a physicist who has a PhD in Milan, Italy talking about Bruce Springsteen. Oh, wow. <laughs> and That's so cool. you, you're like, that was not on the bingo card. Like, no. <laughs> like, like five years ago, you never thought, okay, so let's, awesome. you know, uh, yeah. And uh, so it, we got a little bit of, uh, I, you know, I tweeted that, you know, his episode will be coming up soon. And a couple of people have been on the show before said, a PhD? Wow, <laughs> I am officially the dumbest guy that's ever been on your show. And oh, he replied God. back like, nah, a PhD doesn't make me very smart. Trust me. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that was it. a lot of fun. So I'm going to start with you, uh, 
Martha, tell us a little bit about yourself. And you've been on the show before, but just in case someone, you know, everyone's podcast is someone's first podcast. Right. And we've changed a lot of where we we are, you know, like from when I was then. My name is Martha Southgate and I was, am, I don't know what I am, the co-owner of Southgate Media Group. Um, And uh, my current podcast is Broken to Brave, um, but it it is Patreon only at this point. And and I'm going to be repackaging it and sort of doing something different with it, but I haven't figured out what yet. Um, And, but I had just finished season two, episode 40, well, Rob and I just finished season two, episode 43. So we've, we've been, we've been That's episode 43 of, of season just season two. two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So we're, that, we're coming yeah. close to a hundred episodes. Oh, that's um, amazing. So we've, yeah. So we've been, um, busy with that and, um, and I finished, uh, I'm an officially, a, an internationally certified bereavement and transition coach. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm working on what that, what I want that to look like. And, and so I'm kind of, uh, branching out to start, um, you know, that, and, um, I'm not sure what I, oh, and I'm, I, I have a voiceover, um, career, um, since I've seen you last, since we did this last, um, nice. So there are a lot of different things. We have a lot going on. Yes. And, um, and yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. So Rob, talk about, tell my audience a little bit about you. Well, I'm co-owner of Southgate Media Group, if we still call it that. Um, (laughs) Yes. It it actually is still an entity uh, and your listeners may know this, but we, we kind of broke it up. Uh, we basically made everybody freelancers, right? And the company still exists. In fact, what we're doing behind the scenes is we're rebuilding the website so that the entirety of the eight years that we did will live there. So if you were a fan of Next Stop Everywhere, you could go in there and the entire archive should be there, which is really cool, right? Yes. Uh, it doesn't need to live in 800 different RSS feeds out there. Right. You can live at the website. It's great. And I know as somebody who's a podcast fan, there are certain shows I listen to that I have to go to their website to listen to it. And it doesn't bother me. If I can click on it and listen to it, who cares? Exactly. So that's what that is. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I I have not been podcasting since breaking this up. Very little. Uh, Hold on. I, oh, why is you jumped in? The only thing have, I've I've been, been doing consistently, <laughs> the only thing I've been doing consistently is Broken to Brave, and I always call it Martha's Show because it really is. Yes, uh, I am. I am just uh, comic relief, uh, or the questioner, or I don't know what you'd call me on there. I'm your husband on it. Yeah, you uh, are. But it's really Martha's Show. You're her motivated. trusty sidekick. I yes. am. I really yes. am. Yes. Uh, I'm her companion. Jessie. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. uh, she's the doctor. And yeah. so it's been, uh, it, that's really all I've been doing. The, the, uh, I, I, as far as shows that are still existing that I do, uh, we've got alley chats, but I haven't had any guests for a little while. And then we also have go fund this. Yeah. Uh, and then what I'm really working on is, um, oh, I also picked up another, teaching gig so i am uh, i'm a college professor i teach uh digital marketing right now and i just picked up another class i'm going to be teaching marketing uh, yeah marketing management to senior level nice. uh, which is amazing i am yeah. super jacked for this i can't wait uh but really my focus has gone away from the content creation even though i love being creative and that's really what this all started with uh it's really moved into the business side of things. So I am, boy, I haven't talked about this on a show yet. I am officially launching a consulting business uh, and it's really cool. I'm, I'm not going for, Hey, let me, let me teach you how to start a podcast, even though I can do that. That's, yeah. you know, if somebody comes to me and says, Oh my God, I want a podcast and I don't know where to start. Great. I can walk you through all sorts of stuff. Here's my free book, which is yeah. about to come out as a free book. Yeah. Uh, it's more for 
the professional podcaster, the seasoned podcaster, the experienced podcaster, somebody like you, who's like, man, I've been doing this for a couple of years. What I help you with is social media marketing, digital marketing, figuring out how we take you from point A, where you may have been idling for eight years to point B, C, D, whatever. Uh, it's, it's kind of a mix because of what Martha has been doing with her coaching. It's kind of a mix of coaching and consulting, but it's mostly consulting, uh, because people want to talk to me about what I know, right? Whereas coaching is about what you know, and we help you unlock it. I am going to do some of that though, because I, I tell you what, I was talking to one person recently and they were asking me all these questions about like, how do you make money at it? And I just kept reflecting it back to them and they had most of the answers, right? I think they were just scared to say them out loud or something. And and once they said it, it was like, oh, that's what I do. It's like, yeah, that's what you do. And Jesse, you know that what he was juggling, it's like he couldn't, if he had one podcast, he could have done all those things he knows how to do. But juggling, you know, 125 over those years, it's like he couldn't put any of that. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's been, it's been interesting for him to kind of t- taper it down and go, yeah. Oh, this is really cool. And, yeah. and as far as the podcasting, I am going to yeah. bring back new media lab, which is my business one. Right. And then I'm going to have another version of it that is specifically for this consulting. Good. Uh, and it's going to be all business. So you'll be able to listen to it and get tips about, how to do your Patreon, how to do a Kickstarter, how to market your right. show, how to do the We have artwork, to talk about all Bruce Springsteen. I know. Yeah, we will. We're going to. He wanted <laughs> to hear about it. And no, I, I did. It's like first yeah, chance right. putting yeah. it out there. I do. So anybody that's interested in podcasting or has a podcast and right. wants to do something, reach out to me. And we'll put that yeah. at the end, I'm sure. We'll Absolutely. put it in your show notes, right, Jesse? Yes, we will. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so um, pulling back the curtain, um originally we were going to do a um to celebrate kind of a last raw of uh, southgate media Mm 1.0 i I have no doubt that southgate media 2.0 will happen sometime uh (laughs) we were gonna we were gonna do a you know a a a marathon an extravaganza of Mm -hmm. you know recorded shows and we were all talking about what to do and where we're gonna have it and and um, so I reached out to Robin, Martha, and I said, hey, you know, as part of this, I'd love to interview you guys. And we're saying, OK, and what do you want to talk about? And I, I said, well, I know you're not the biggest Springsteen fans. It's not like you were dislike Bruce Springsteen, but it's just not in your current wheelhouse. But I know y'all love entertainment. You'll love movies have you seen the film Western stars? And both of you went, no. And I said, well, why don't you watch Western stars? And then I'll have you on to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you both said, sure, that's fine, Jesse. Well, cause they're both kind people and always say, anytime you want us on the podcast, we'll have you. That is true. So, <laughs> but if, also we yes. love music. Yes, you guys and do. And we love yeah. documentaries. Yes. So you kind of had us. No yeah, matter you hit what, us on like, a number of buttons. <laughs> yeah. You had us on so many levels. So just in case you are a, a fan of Rob and Martha, a couple of basic facts. Mike Springsteen listeners will go, yes, but you know, you always have to worry about your audience. Um, in June of 2019, Bruce Springsteen released um a studio album called western stars and it was a very different album from him it was very much in the land of like you know uh, jimmy webb glenn campbell almost burt Bacharach, a very different and then um he released a film in october 2019 which basically is him doing the whole album at his barn on his uh property and you say barn it's Mm -hmm. it's a barn and and then in between songs he did little uh snippets of dialogue that he wrote um he got co-directing uh credit along with tom zimini who often does bruce's documentaries so for those of you came in that let's that's the catch up 
before we start, just give me your general thoughts about Bruce Springsteen before going into this, and then your thoughts just cold going into, okay, we'll watch this film, and I'll start with you, Rob. Okay, well, my thoughts on Springsteen first. Is that what you ask? Okay. Yes. Uh, well, I've, I've never been a big fan. Uh, I, I like songs when I come on, but sitting through a whole album didn't usually capture me necessarily, but I don't mean any disrespect there. It's not like artists that I don't like. Yeah. I always liked him. I liked what he was doing. Um, I can tell you what I didn't like, uh, but who cares? Uh, you guys love him, right? Uh, but I, but what I, what I didn't like was, was absolutely personal preference. There was just this something. Yeah. Uh, but then like albums like Nebraska, I, I've heard and gone, wow, this is really a fantastic album. Yeah. Uh, I really loved when he did the Seeker Sessions. I thought he did a wonderful job on that. Yes. Uh, and I had like, I had that Bruce Springsteen live that, that three discs set. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it, right. but I liked it. So my relationship with Springsteen was always, I, I, th- I respected him. I thought he did, it, you know, I could understand why people loved him. It just didn't connect yeah. for me. Yeah. And I, I, there are other people like, um, you know, I, I acknowledge maybe that, um, you know, REM or, uh, you know, like I like Tom Petty. I, I, you know, I recognize his genius, but I've just never been someone who immersed myself in all his music. Sure. Just, I get that. And, and, and I think the other thing that we talk a lot about in consuming pop culture these days is you can't listen to everything and you can't watch everything. So you have I've been to trying, ex- Jesse, come on. <laughs> but you accept the fact maybe that, you know, this um, this show looks like it's going to be amazing, but I just don't have time to watch it yet. You know, right. so. So, Martha, how about you? Okay, it's a little unfair that you had me go second because oh no, he, I'm sorry. Well, I'm he's gonna go back actually and intelligent and actually no, knows no, no, things. No. And I just sit here and go, um No, Jesse's right. No, no, no. I listened <laughs> to him in the 80s. Um, you know, like now she in doesn't my care hometown. what the temperature is. All right, I didn't talk over yours, dude. You're not allowed to talk over. <laughs> um, but yeah, I listened in like in the 80s, like um I was, I guess it was the 80s, like uh sure born in the usa like everyone in yeah, america was, was listening, listening to, that. to yeah. it right and like um in my hometown is that the song yeah um i like i like songs like that i i'm not a fan of songs like born in the usa right i'm fan i'm a and you'll when we talk about this documentary you're gonna see very clearly where i lie because okay. they all sound this you know like um, yeah. I like emo dirges. And, yeah. and so this was perfect for me. Okay, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so where I was was sort of, I wouldn't say I, I disliked him. I would just say sort of indifferent or really not on my radar. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it's kind of funny that you mentioned Tom Petty because he absolutely was. And I listened to everything and we saw him in concert. Yeah. Um, at least once, once that I recall. Um, and, you know, so, so it's, it is kind of funny how people kind of get locked yeah. in. Um, but one thing that Rob and I have worked very hard on um, at, in our adult lives is making sure we never got stuck. And, and cause we know a lot of people who never change they're listening as yes. they age and we refuse to be those people. And so we have with our daughter, we have explored music with her. Um, we've had lots of different um, types of, you know, uh, we'll, we would challenge ourselves with different things and play different things all the time and be constantly inputting new um, media so that we never got stuck. And, and so with music, you know, this was an ideal thing for us because as soon as you said, Hey, how about, you know, watching a documentary and one of the, one of the best ways that I have found to change my opinion of someone (laughs) 
especially a musician, is to watch their documentary. Taylor sure. Swift, I'm looking in your general direction because yeah. I loved her documentaries. And, and it really, that the first one I saw, I was like, oh my God, this poor girl, I just want to hug her. Like that was a really hard thing to be in your, in your teens and go through what she went through. And yeah. she's a badass warrior and, and very talented. And so it completely changed my perception um, because a lot of times we are prey to the media and, and we just fall into whatever the media says about this person. And when you see their documentaries, you get to see their vulnerable sort of other side and you get to hear their story somewhat and so that yeah no in, in fact i i just there someone had an article i think on the guardian in the uk that said if you want to explore springsteen's back catalog here's where to start and they mentioned all things that nothing past 84 <gasps> you know i mean and and so <laughs> Um, and I said, I'm not going to disagree that Darkness on the Edge of Town and Born to Run and Born in the USA uh, and The River are all great albums. But, you know, to not say, hey, you know, hey, someone who the, if you think of Bruce Springsteen as Born in the USA, Dancing in the Tart guy, mm -hmm. have you listened to Wrecking Ball or have you listened to Letter to You? Um, and I recommend Martha. There is a, um, his latest album is all about grief. Oh, bring it! And, and the bring reason why, and the reason why I bring that up is I had um, I had a lady on the podcast that does a grief podcast, and I mentioned to her, I said, you know, you should check this out. And after she was on the podcast, she listened to the album. And she emailed me and said, it's all about grief. Can I come back and just talk about how his album, you know, spoke to me as someone who processes bereavement? That is so, amazing. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, Martha, this time you get to start. Um, okay. So you love documentaries. You love music. Yes. So you're like, OK, I'm going to see this. Did you have any had you heard anything beforehand or any oh. thoughts about before doing the film? No, it existed. I did, had nothing. I was just like, OK. This is great. Let's sit down and watch. And I have, I don't like to know even regular movies. Like I yeah. typically don't like to know about them because a lot of times that'll make me go, yeah, never mind. You yeah. know. So I was like, don't tell me. I'm just gonna sit down and watch. And um, and first of all, my biggest question of the night is: have you been in the freaking barn? No. But, oh, okay. So, I want to go there so bad and see a concert uh, now. So <laughs> Um, we're halfway through the film and, uh, we're at a movie theater watching it. And my wife, Linda reaches over and says, you're really jealous of all those people in that yes. barn, aren't you? And I go, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. So, and then if you stay all the way to the end, which is worth yeah. it, they list their names in the credits. So not only get they get to oh. this, this personal concert, but they on the things. So no, I haven't. So cool. um, I do agree with one critic that said the barn is almost the character in itself. In it, the is, it is. It, it is. It is amazing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it just really draws you in and it's such a, it's got its own story. Yeah. It totally is a character. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I found that just, I, I found that all just very enthralling and I loved it. And um, I forget what the question was though, because no, I no, that's good. did not answer them. No, so. you did answer it. So okay. Rob, how are you going into it? You're, you know, we're, you guys are about to hit play on the film or, and you know, what, what were your thoughts going into this? I knew nothing about it. Okay. Uh, I knew nothing about it. I figured that the tone was going to be somewhere close to Nebraska. Yeah. I know he's kind of got this, this a uh, little more personal thing going on, which I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, even though, once again, I haven't been a big listener. I, I figured it was going to be in that vein, but yeah. I knew nothing about it. And uh, man, I loved it. I loved the setting. I loved the vignettes between. Uh, I, I do want to say one thing: the the vignettes where it showed the the footage of him and Patty and the kids. That was so special it felt so personal yeah. and it humanized them and grounded them in a way that I don't know if other 
films would have done that. Yeah. You know, like this was, you could tell, like he went to a drawer in the house and pulled out that footage and said, Hey, do you think we should put this in? And she said, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're, you're goofy in that one. Use that one. Like to yeah. me, that just was really, it, it, it really humanized him. Yeah. I uh, agree. And it, it wasn't manipulative humanization. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I really, really dug it. So what did I think? I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed everything. And like the whole time we kept saying, wow, this barn and wow, how cool would it be to be sitting there? Uh, He captured that. It was, it was great. Yeah. And, and so um, for those of you who haven't seen the film, please go see it. Uh, Most of my audience will, but there is, there's, you know, he has this orchestra on stage, you know, like he has strings and he has, you know, uh, and there, it is not the Eastery band. There is um, the guy who plays the organ and the accordion is Charlie, who plays, who t- currently tours with the Eastery band. And then Patty, of course, is a member of the Eastery band, but everyone else are other musicians. And um, it's just, it, it's, it's just pretty amazing, you know, and I love the line that, to talk about being personal when he says for a long time, if I loved you and if I felt the deep attachment, I would hurt you if yeah. I could. Yeah. It was sin. God, that, that was killer. Yeah. And so vulnerable. And I think that comes with age. Yes. Um, that we get to a point where we have no F's left again, you know, and yes, it's like, exactly. we just kind of go, what difference does it make? I'm just going to yeah. tell the truth and I'm just going to put it out there. And I absolutely loved that element of it also. And I, and that was a really painful line. It was really hard that I can't even imagine having to say something like that publicly, yeah. you know, yeah. admitting something like that. Yeah. And, in- you know, when he wrote his autobiography, I, I had a couple of things I wanted to know. One, I wanted to know about him breaking up the E Street Band. And I was curious about his first marriage because you don't hear a lot about that, you know, Julianne Phillips. And in the autobiography, he made it very clear it was totally his fault that, you know, he he talked about he was at a restaurant across the table looking at her going, she is absolutely beautiful. She is everything you could want in a wife. And the moment she knows who I really am, she is going to dump me. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just, he could not. And then, you know, luckily, you know, he found Patty or Patty found him. And, and, you know, when you hear the stories, like one of my favorite stories he tells is musicians stay up late, go to bed, go to bed late, get up late. Right. Yeah. And um, and Patty pulled him aside and said, you're missing it. The morning is when they're most engaged. The morning is when you're they're getting off to school. When they come home from school, they're going to be tired. You sleeping in, you are missing their childhood. And he goes, what do you want me to do? She goes, learn how to cook breakfast. <laughs> and he said, so I learned how to make pancakes. I learned how to shortcuts. He said to this day, if the music uh business goes to hell i can make a living being a short order breakfast cook that's, <laughs> the awesome. Gosh, that's awesome <laughs> yeah jesse is yeah. that story in his book in yes. uh yeah because it's funny because we're we're big readers yeah and uh this summer one of the projects we did we kind of remodeled upstairs yeah and we put in a turntable yeah and made it kind of a music area yeah. Uh, which is cool and we oh you we, mean our living room our living room and we put yeah, in not upstairs we put in a bunch <laughs> of uh books about musicians of course yeah. there's more than one wilco book uh yes, surprise absolutely. surprise coming from us uh but i actually was planning to buy his autobiography because i heard it's a hell of a book and that story alone i'm like yeah but you yeah you got me yeah it is and uh i'll tell you the other one little steven just put out his book and he talks about the sopranos he talks about a lot of things he talks about apartheid and so it's another very interesting book we are huge fans so we'll get that as well all right so we get into the movie um i i you know 
being the way we are, I just want to have a general thought. I'm not going to go through song by song, but is well, there? I have my five. Okay, good, perfect. <laughs> but we don't have to go song by song. That's okay. No, no, no. Let's go. Let's go. I, I'd love to hear some of your favorite songs and talk about why, and we'll we'll okay. take turns. Can I go first? Yes, obviously. And, I, and I'm going to tell you the one that I am the most obsessed with, and okay. I can't stop hearing it. Okay. Like I sing it. Uh, Lies you told me. Oh wow. I adore that. That is my number one on there. Love, 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 love. Yeah. And the visual, like I can feel the stones when he sings about the stones in his belt. I'm like, oh my God, you could feel that. Like you could totally like that. It was, it was just, to me, that song is, is absolutely astounding. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Rob, how about you? You got one you want to talk about? Oh boy. Uh, you know, I'm not good with the names of songs. I've okay. never have been. Uh, I will say um, that the one she mentioned was one that, yeah. uh, man. Um, th- what's the first song? Is it Tucson Train? Tucson Train. I have that Tucson one. Tucson Train is, uh, yeah. is third, but that's the one. Yeah. We that love one, that one. That one hits me right on. See, when I listen to music, I don't hear the lyrics necessarily first. I hear the music yes it's always been like that martha hears the lyrics first and and then hears the music um with with this i i i've heard the words and i heard them right away and i was like it was just working for me so i heard the music but i really heard the words from the word go not he doesn't use the word go but from the beginning of the song and it just really captured me so that one I'm going to, I'm going to give a a big shout out to, I love that song. Yeah. I have that one down also. Yeah. You know, I, I have an old, that is one of my favorite songs on there and it is, um, it, there is a whole movie in that one song. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I just, you know, I can see that where he's done something to, he's done something to screw up. I don't know if it's an addiction problem. I don't know if it's a gambling problem. I don't know if he cheated on her. I I don't know what he done. I don't know Mm -hmm. if he was, you know, was uh, horrible. And you just could see him. He's moved there and he's rebuilt his life. Right. Mm -hmm. He talked about hard work will clear your mind and body. The hard sun will burn out the pain. And he says, if you're looking for me, tell him, buddy, I'm waiting down at the station, just praying to the 515. Mm-hmm. And you could just see, I hear the conversation to his significant other. Just, just give me a weekend. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. give me a weekend. Mm-hmm. Come here. I'm going to show her a man can change. And what I love about it is we don't know if she shows up. Right. He doesn't know if she's coming either. Yeah, he is. He's he's asked her to come. He says, and he's there praying for it. And I just love that story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what one of the things that connected for me so much is there was so much raw emotion and that open endedness of it. Uh, I love I love that feeling. It's kind of like uh, the movie Before Sunrise. You know, as you watch it, you get to the end of it. You're like your heart's breaking. You don't actually know what's going to happen. You yeah. think you do like, oh, they went their separate ways, but you're like, that's not the end. And that's how it felt to me. This was, this was before sunrise. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and if it had a sequel, I think the sequel would be like before sunset where yeah. you're left in that same, like, this is they life. had a sequel. It was called after sunset. No, before sunrise, before Damn sunset. It. I thought I was so right this time. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> <always> uh, right. <laughs> yeah. And actually, they were supposed to do another one, but Ethan Hawke, I believe, uh, yeah. no, Julie Delpy, I think, is the one that said she's not interested in being in any more films. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're never going to get that wow. last chapter. It hurts. Okay. But that's how this was for me. Uh, yeah. it, it did remind me of that. Yeah. Um, uh, let's pick another one you want to talk about. Okay. Um, I love Hello, Sunshine, Won't You Stay? Mm. Yeah. You can see all mine are like emo. They're all that's a no, no, no. They're all like emo dirges, but I just love them. And that and those are the ones that speak to my heart. Like I want something that I can um relate to in some way. You know, I love story. So all of the yeah. ones I picked, like um somewhere north of Nashville. 
Oh, great, love. great one. Yeah, yeah but they're all story, you know, and to yeah. me that makes me happy. And and the lyrics are very, very important to me. Um, Rob, the one that you loved um was the one about the actor guy or, or the Drive stunt fast. guy, the stunt yeah. guy. Yeah. Drive fast. Yeah. Once again, story. And yeah. And I know a lot about like film history and that. So when he's taught some of the things he's talking about, when he talks about having the pin in his hip and, yeah. and all that, I'm just like, yeah, man, this is, this is a stunt man. Then he talks about how he drank for years off of one fight with John Wayne in a movie. Yes. I'm like, there are so many, so many stuntmen that have stories like that. Like he really captured this. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that, the line really like good. in western stars right i woke up my boots are still on yeah very interesting i took that as a metaphor that i'm still alive i just had someone um on ken rosen's uh blog he had someone that said that um it's an alcoholic and oh. that they're actually waking up after passing out with their boots on that oh, i could see that yeah that makes sense i okay. really did yeah um you know i love you as you're talking about hello sunshine right um you know i always love a lonely town those empty streets no one around mm-hmm. you fall in love with lonely yeah. and you end up that way hello mm-hmm. sunshine won't you stay yeah so. Yeah, very much a song about depression. Oh, totally. A totally song about. Look how she lights it. up when she's talking about depression. Look <laughs> no, at that. no, but it's true. You no, know, I don't even have depression, but no, but it, but it is. There's something about that rawness, and there's something yeah. about getting into that part of yourself. And he said the thing about you know we can all like love the blues but we don't we can't stay there. Like we can yes. get stuck in. I don't remember the exact words, but he was no. like um i don't know if you have them up there but um mm-hmm. where he talks about um you know getting stuck in the blues but to me yeah. that is that was really powerful too because it is um it can be addicting you know yes. to um to steep yourself in the things that keep you sad and yeah. it's really hard to to let that go um and you know um yeah. it's you know, I always liked my walking shoes, but you can get a little too fond of the blues. Mm-hmm. You walk too far, you walk away. Hello, sunshine, won't you stay? Mm-hmm. A lot there to unpack, right? Yes. That you, oh, absolutely. You know, um, and um, I, I will tell you, as someone who, uh, you know, has gone through hard times, I spent nine months unemployed it's really easy to get caught in that blues, yeah. you know, and, and, and no matter how much you're a positive and a, you know, a like, Oh, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is, you can get a little too fond of the blues. I, I totally oh, agree with that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, did, um, I, I, I also, I, I love sleepy Joe's cafe. Uh, a lot of Springsteen fans don't like that, but I think yeah. that's a happy little. That's the only one that I don't like at all. That's See, the a... one I hate. <laughs> that yeah. is, and I he... am a rarity. Oh. Most fans are like you; they don't like it at all. And Not and at all. I, I guess maybe just I, I love the happiness of it. So, but uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Both of you didn't like that one. We well, couldn't even sit like we just listened to the album again. Yeah. Well, I guess not. Oh, we were listening yeah. on, on Spotify or something. Yeah. Like, no, we know, listened. Listen. You don't even know yeah. that was the actual soundtrack from. Oh, the never film. mind. They were listening. Yeah. To the and then the last thing we listened to was the the album. Yeah. So album. so yeah. when we were when that song came on, I was like, uh huh, uh huh, and he's going uh huh, and I go, all right, turn it off. I can't. Like we can't even sit for it. <laughs> But yeah. you know what it is? It's rockabilly. And I yes. can't do rockabilly. I, I just can't yeah. do it. And so, yes, it. you're like, it's cheerful. I'm like, give me my dirt. <laughs> Go back to my depression dir- dirges. But, um, you know, I want to feel something uh, and I want to connect to the words and the and the music. And that just did not fly for me. But Rhinestone Cowboy, fun. Happy song. So you guys oh, yeah. didn't know that was coming, correct? No, no, and we so love it. It's one of our family songs. It's like yeah. one of our songs that we, we all that dance song. to and crank up every time we hear it. We love that song, and so that was a that was a that really was a fun, really great surprise. surprise. 
because yeah. we were like, oh, look, you know, we're, and Molly was in the room for that part of the documentary. And so yeah. she was like, oh my God, you know, like, so we had to crank it up and dance around, you know, but it was like, that was a really fun treat for us. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think if, um, and coulda, woulda, shoulda, but if, if country radio was different than it is modern, I could see that being a hit back mm-hmm. in the day, you know, because it was a great cover version. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I, um, I had been spoiled. I knew it was coming, but uh, the Clay and Mary were with me, didn't know, nor did Linda, and all three of them lit up mm-hmm. just to have him do that version. Um, as a fan, I would have loved him to do three or four more songs that weren't on the album with that mm-hmm. band and just to have him doing kind of like when he did the Seeger sessions originally when he toured he started doing other E Street and Nebraska songs with that band and that style oh and yeah fun. sure yeah mm. um I agree with you that theme wise this is a lot like Nebraska yeah. Now, I need to listen to that then. Yeah, that's now, great so I'm going to really yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Now the difference is Nebraska was in the story. Martha is he was working on the album after the river. He was working on an album and he did a demo tape. And um, the E Street band started working on him. And little Steven said, "The album is here. You know this this demo tape you've done is the album." we don't need to play on this. And so he went to, you know, Columbia and said, Hey, I want to put this out. And they're like, really? (laughs) But when you're Bruce Springsteen, you get it. And it is many people, people that love punk, people that love grunge will often mention Nebraska as their favorite album. Okay. I I wonder why that hit me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love some punk, but I love a lot of grunge. grunge. So I like that. Okay. So I love the TV show justified based off Elmer Leonard's you know books and I say that this album and therefore movie feels like a collection of Elmer Leonard short stories like this is very much a collection of stories yeah uh that and and some interesting characters and some not likable characters right um Mm -hmm. you know the hitchhiking that where it starts where he's got that high voice and just the idea i'm just traveling the road and meeting people and just going to see uh is beautiful uh you talked about the vignettes go a little bit i I love those love love seeing the horses and Mm -hmm. and the different you know the the beautiful desert was absolutely a beautiful film i agree mm-hmm. right yeah yeah it's funny because i was reading a review of it and uh they were they were kind of saying that they didn't think that he was a good enough filmmaker for what happened here they were like yeah. it's it, it like those vignettes were really good but it would have his you know his legacy should have a better filmmaker at the helm yeah i actually kind of disagree i think this was such a personal thing Mm -hmm. and i think those vignettes they didn't seem like like b-roll stock footage it seemed like he was like hey i want to get some shots of the horses i think it'll be cool here and i'm going to put this my voice over it saying these things i it just really drew me in i just i felt like i was spending the night with bruce yeah not putting it on you know yeah i love the rawness of it and to me i don't like things too polished i don't like things to look so um commercialized and i i want it to be him i want it to be his voice i want it to be his his eye and show me your world you know um that's what i love that and i um the other director, Tom Zimini, has uh, done many documentaries, not just on Bruce, but he did a really good Elvis documentary that was on HBO. Um, and so, you know, when Bruce was promoting the film, he said that really Tom did most of the work and he was just in the editing room giving him suggestions and talk. And Tom said, no, you're the co-director. You mm-hmm. know, you did enough that I think this is. Um, I, I think um i think 
in a lot of ways, this is a trilogy. There, his autobiography shares a lot about himself. Then he did the Broadway show, which is available on Netflix, where he talks kind of the first half is all about his life. Second half is more about his career and other things. And then this Western stars, I think, make up a trilogy of him sharing himself to his Mm -hmm. audience. All right, Rob, we've got a mission now to read the autobiography and then watch the watch. Well, after you guys watch Netflix, you will have you back on. Okay. Uh, okay. Because it is basically a one man show and he talks between the songs and tells stories that from oh, his I would autobiography. Love that. And I would love that. A thing that I think is hilarious is um he he tells the story in the Obama and podcast that and uh President Obama said that he reached out to Bruce and said, Hey, you know, it's eight years, my administration's ending, I'd really like to do something for the people that have been with me, would you be willing to perform, and Bruce said, yeah, he said, I, you know, and so he's thinking, I can't bring the E Street Band, it's just intimate, what do I do, and so he had, he had just published his autobiography, so he kind of did a show for the White House staff, where he he read a little bit from the autobiography, sang a little bit, did this. And afterwards, they said that uh, President Obama went up to him and said, you should take that on the road. Mm. This is, he says, I appreciate you sharing it with my staff, but this is too good for you not to share it. Oh, wow. And later, so the other thing I love is, um, you know, Hamilton started as a, thing at the obama white house where right. they did that so i'm like barack has done that's two different broadway <laughs> plays that barack has done his part maybe maybe his other gig could be a broadway producer yeah he could be like a content creator yeah. also yeah uh-huh. um anything else that you guys want to bring up or talk about on the film i don't think so i just okay. I, I just loved it i loved the um intimacy intimacy of it i love yeah. the the set you know like the uh, everything i mean i i loved um seeing him perform with patty and yeah. his joy around that you know like i just loved all of it and and as someone who was really seeing him for the first time it was um very powerful and and he was extremely um real and and um endearing and and i want to see more and i want to hear more so well that's a win that's good (laughs) anything yeah um you know this definitely made me a fan of of this part of what he does you know it's kind of like the beatles with the beatles the first albums like people love those first albums i was always the latter half right and i think that's happened here uh, the latter half, I'm way more interested in. Yeah. Uh, even though I can really appreciate, and like the river, it's a great album. Uh, it's just not my album. Right. You know what I mean? Even yes. though that one, that one's closer to my album. Yeah. Uh, Born to Run, not my album. Right. Great album, not my album. Yeah. Uh, Sleepy Joe's Cafe actually represents kind of what I don't like with his music. Right. Which is. I always say it's it's there's like a 50s bent to it. Yes. When it sounds like 50s music, I completely tune out. It just sounds the same to me. It's not interesting. This was more like Dylan doing Nashville Skyline. Yeah. It was more like Lou Reed digging into New York. You know what I mean? I don't know if you know that album, but or Magic and Lost. That's a better example. Yeah. Uh, It's 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 more like that, which that stuff. And I'm not one like Martha loves to like, ooh. Is this one depressing? Boom, I'm on it. Yeah. Uh, I usually, like when you said, oh, if you like punk, you're like, yeah, I like my guitars loud and my guys screaming. And, you know, I like a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's not a lot of emotional depth to uh, some of those bands. I don't care because uh, I hear the music first. Right. This is the other part of me. I loved it. I would love to see uh jeff tweedy do these songs uh because i'm a welco fan uh <laughs> but but i really I did yeah that. yeah i really really truly 
enjoyed this. I would yeah. definitely watch it again. Uh, mm-hmm. The the album, the regular album, I like more than this live one. Now that I've listened to them together, yeah. But I think it's because it it draws me in even more. It's even more intimate. It's him with a guitar. You yeah. know, it's like it really That's got true. me. Yeah. yeah. What's What's interesting is um, a couple people after Western Stars came out. Like I said, the the album came out in June. Uh, a couple people were unhappy with it, and and I specifically had someone on the podcast. Beautiful interview. I can't think of her name right now, but she's like I. It is. I'm saying it's a good album, but it isn't the album I wanted. Mm. I wanted an angry. I hate Donald Trump. I oh. hate what's going on. Album. <laughs> yeah. I, I sure. wanted this mad political Bruce to speak magic the way he did about the Bush administration, right? Um, and that wasn't what he wanted to put out. Yeah. I heard that from a couple of people, and then after seeing the film they love the album more because you know they all of a sudden this is opening up to see part of his soul to part of his his being and i do agree with you that those scenes where it's they've set the camera up and he's got his cowboy hat and he's he's flirting with patty and they're back and forth mm-hmm. and they look so young that so that's just it is really yeah. you're like oh how perfect yeah um well um thank you uh i did want to mention i find that um when he says so you walk on in pursuit of these better questions tenderly putting one foot in front of the other through the dark because that's where the next morning is mm-hmm is such a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I, and I think about that. You walk on through the dark because that's where the next morning is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I love. Like when I know I get teased for like, you know, like <laughs> the depressing things, yeah. but it's not about the depressing part. It's about the light at the end of the tunnel. It's about the yes. hope that comes after that. And, and which is why I, I do what I, why I focus on br- on bereavement and transition. I am not a grief counselor. I am there for, I'm a coach for someone who's coming out of the grief and is going, what do I want this next chapter to look like? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here I am. I now see that I have to put a foot in front of the other. What do I want to do? And I help them find their way out of that darkness. And so it's, it's a whole, it's to me, I see hope. I see light. I see, I see that that depth of pain that that only growth comes you know like that's where the growth comes that's where the that's where the healing comes that's where the the hope and everything else comes and you can't have those things without this and yeah you know like what we often talk about um linda lost her dad first of you know and then she lost her mom and then I lost my stepdad then my dad and my mom's still with us but you know there things are never the same but there becomes a new normal exactly and so what's the new normal you know that's what I hear you Martha right is okay what is your new normal what is your going to be and and um and it, you will never stop mourning them. You will always miss them, but there is a new normal in yeah. everything that's good. And, and there is, there is hope in that. And there, yes. and they would want you, they yeah. wouldn't want you to be done. Like they, no. that's not like, no one's wishing for that. You know, yeah, exactly. everybody wants you to take that step and be okay. And, and find your, find your new path. And, and so, um, yeah, so it, it, that's, I love that line um, that Bruce said, because it's a hundred percent true that it's like that comes, then we get that morning, yeah. we get the morning. All right. So um, you, Pod Life 2 is due out soon, correct? <laughs> It took a while to get the chapters in. Yeah. So editing is taking a while. We thought it was going to come out now, uh, but we're still putting finishing touches on it. I don't know if we're going to get it out before the holidays, but it is really good. We have some 
some we haven't even announced who's on it yeah um or who's in it yeah well, you can uh, name some i can name right a few now. people uh if my brain is going to function here uh so for know, what it is while you're thinking so pod life was a book that i was proud to be part of um rob and the team put together people telling their podcast stories here is why i became a podcaster here's my secret origin being a podcaster and we collected and it was a beautiful collection of wonderful stories as diverse as the podcast world is that's how diverse the world the book was and and so i loved all the stories and so afterwards people came up like well god why didn't i get a chance to do this why didn't i get a chance to do this and so uh so you guys are doing volume two yes yes and possibly three because we have quite a few people but yeah that that's the thing we had we were going to launch two and three at the same time because we had so many people say they wanted to do it and they kept writing and saying they were going to do it blah 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 and then life life and then life happens and and even at this point we have uh probably eight of them that are simmering for this volume that even a week ago said okay i'm still working on it i'm like oh my god well, we're not getting it out October 31st. Yeah. Uh, that's Why not, not? <laughs> happening. Uh, or November 31st. And I think, yeah. of Jay, I think of J. Michael Stravinsky, right? He often says art is never finished. It's only abandoned. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like telling them like, okay, you know, just it is what it is. This is, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, just give us your story. For yeah, give us your story and that'll be good. Yeah. yeah. The reason I hesitated on names is I'm I'm drawing a blank on some of their shows okay like because a lot of them it's like me if you said oh it's rob southgate yeah what show do you pick or could you remember uh, off the top of my head i'm not able to remember That's i can okay. remember a few though okay uh jerry Polly, who is from hillbilly horror stories oh nice which is a great podcast uh his his uh in fact you can't see it on here you can see it jesse yeah. i've got yeah. his book sitting oh, right nice. here and uh he sent me one of those and then he sent me a really great chapter um uh brandon wentz he is from uh see this is why i critical the crit show that's what it's called okay. and it's a D podcast it's hilarious and here's the really crazy thing one of their first episodes was done at our podcast marathon oh, in Indiana Indy, Indy oh, and, they, and they were great and afterwards yeah. Yeah, like, you guys have them. a great show well they have gone on to be pretty successful with it Good. uh Daphne Tull who was on our women in podcasting festival nice. uh Kristen Geeman who uh she had some cred here she's got a PhD and she's on capes and lunatics uh yeah. which was with Southgate Media Group yes uh and then we've got Jim Harold who does the paranormal podcast oh nice that's a big, big name. I mean, he's like the godfather of paranormal podcasting. Yeah, he's been, around, and we've been listening to him for decades. Forever, forever. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I would say he was one of the insp- inspirations for us doing this. And he gave us a chapter mm-hmm. and he said his only, his only uh, caveat was he wanted to make sure that uh, he could use it for something else at some point, because he goes, I, I think I wrote a really good chapter and I think I might want to be able to use it. I was like, yeah, it's all yours, man. But that's wow. Nice. What an honor. That yeah. is great. Yeah, so I mean, it's those There's are just some ton. of the names. There's a There's ton. A ton. Yeah. Good. Some are some are people that were with us when we closed. Some of yeah. them closed. I still know how to call it that. We did. Uh, we transitioned. Yeah, we're transitioning. <laughs> when when 2.0 was kicking in, yes. some were with us long ago. In what was really the 1.0, the 0.5 of something. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there's a bunch that like, I, I, we know from events we did or that just reached out. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a great mix though. I was reading through the chapters again, recently waiting for these other ones to show up and I, there's so many good chapters. So That's yes, great. pod life too. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to cut my, I can go on forever when it gets to the plugs, I'm yeah. going to cut it mm-hmm. short. Here's how I'm going to cut it. Follow me you can follow me on twitter at r southgate you can follow me on instagram at rob southgate or if you follow us southgate media group we're on facebook under southgate media group or on twitter and instagram at smg pods now 
what we're putting on there is we're, we're posting like shows that were with us. We're putting their episodes on, we're putting old episodes on, but that's also where we're going to announce things like when I do things with this consulting business for podcasters that want to do stuff. When we have new, new things for broken to brave, when Molly's show read between the lines has new episodes or special events or giveaways, that's where it's going to go. And when Jesse has something special, it's going to go on there. And in fact, uh, Jesse, I just remembered I owe you some questions that I recorded with yes, you. Yes, you did. Yes. So that's going to be something special for your listeners. Yes, it's a great little interview that we did. So that will be coming to you in the next couple of days. Good. And so, um, yes. And so you can reach uh, both Martha and Rob through that. Um, I do, um, you know, I could have a whole episode in fact, we should do this, Martha, talking about your Broken to Brave and this journey you've gone on, you know, talk about embracing your fears yeah. and facing <laughs> them head first, you know, is yeah. just so strong. Um, all right. So can I say uh, something on that, Jesse, just yes, really quick? Please. Uh, one thing, if you don't subscribe to the Patreon, you wouldn't know this, but every episode she picks a song that relates. So she has a Spotify playlist of broken to brave music. And it is one of my favorite playlists on Spotify. And it's, it's public. Awesome. That's yeah, that's it's public. A, okay, a, available. Very nice. Um, all right. So a um, couple of months, we'll have you back on and we'll do Bruce on Broadway. Awesome. And so that will do okay. that. And uh, so we'll and get I don't reading. know. We got to read first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, and then maybe, uh, you know, uh, I, whatever you guys do in the future, um, I'm there for you if you need me. Oh, to be a guest, to be to help promote. Yeah. Um, I just, I love you both. Um, I love Molly. Um, you feel like family to me, and you oh, always you are totally absolutely feel, family, yeah. and you are always going to be the top of the list. And, and we don't have to say, do we have to say that to everybody? We don't, we're just saying it to Jesse. <laughs> You're the top of the list, Jesse. Okay. Um, no, no, wait, but, don't, yeah. don't tell Charles. You're friends with Charles. That's I don't, right. want, yes. I don't yeah. want him to Charles is, feel bad. Is, Charles, is, you're top of the list. That's you're top right. of the I'm list too. Right yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, we appreciate you. We appreciate your support. We love you. We love what you do and, and who you are as a person and, um, and we look forward to many, many, um, um, things, you know, whatever projects, yeah. projects. Well, future, and I do, little I, I, I will, things. and I may end up cutting this out, but, um, I, I will share when Rob reached out and said, Hey, we're thinking about, you know, taking a step back. And I'm like, okay, but we, we can still be there for each other. And he goes, absolutely. Yes. Don't, don't even question it, Jesse, that I will always be here for you. And I, yes. and, and I, and I said, I hope you guys know I'll always be there for yeah. you. So I appreciate 100%, 100%. it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That will never change. Yeah. And, Very nice. um, even if and- we close down other aspects, we're still friends. We're always going to, and and we're always working on something. There's always something. Yes. We didn't even reveal the real secret stuff here. We just, eventually there are going to be really cool podcast projects that we will be able to collaborate a little. We haven't even talked about, and you know, um, Molly, quite an up and coming actress. Yes. You know, before the pandemic, you know, and and I know this will start again with her. Yeah, she's uh, so. been doing um, lots of amazing auditions that we're not allowed to talk about. Sure, of course. Um, but really, really cool um, things. She's had opportunities That's great. to audition for. Um, and so we're just kind of like in that mode of, okay, we well, are a teenager. We're in no hurry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Slow down. Very nice. Um, but she's, um, yeah, and her podcast, she has, she works with so many publishers now and they just contact her she has publicists calling her i mean emailing her daily that's so awesome and saying and hey, I mean, can awesome you meet with authors. this one and yeah. can you meet with that one and how about this one and she's like give me them all you know yeah, so she's, she's um great. she loves it and she's been doing really well it's funny um, i was talking to a uh, an author the other day uh, a horror author and i happened to mention that she's 
does this. And I mentioned, I mean, you know me, I was plugging away, yeah. but I mentioned, I was like, oh yeah, you know, she did, uh, she had Daniel Krause on and he like almost passed out. He's like, she yeah. got to talk and to John Daniel Krause. I'm like, and, and John yeah. Scalzi. And I'm like, but I said, she go, he goes, she got to talk to Daniel Krause. I was like, uh, yeah, both times. The second time he requested her. Yes. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. She then, does a lot of them. A lot of the authors come back and they'll say, you're my favorite. You're my favorite yeah. one. I always go here first when my books come out. So yeah. Well, um, She's while pretty we're incredible. Ca- yeah. While we're catching up, I just got confirmation. Um, the guy who wrote um, a John Hyatt biography. Oh, is um have a little faith the john hyatt story mm-hmm. i reached out to him via twitter and he went oh yeah i'd love to be on your podcast oh so that's, he's, awesome. that's awesome yeah, he's going to be on december 1st we're going to talk so we're going to talk about the book and uh promote that so that's, oh my gosh i love yeah, it that yeah, that's great i can't wait to hear that yeah that'll be fun very cool all right listeners yeah. go get vaccinated yes just you know we need to get back to normal uh, we want to go hear live music. Yeah. Yes. Uh, till then, wear your mask, wash your hands, and mm-hmm. let's all be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. Yes. Thank you, Martha. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. And we're part of the Thank Pfizer you. crew. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. We'll talk now to check you Check out Broken to Brave. It was fame. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Jesse. Thanks, Bye-bye. Jesse. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation. And I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at setlustingbruce. And my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash... And right now, who does? You can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking hard-rocking, music-loving, album-ranking, fan-thinking, joy-spreading, lyric-reading, story-sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.